want it to get too heavy and feel really overloaded. And we're back. Dan, myself, and David. The other the other guy. Yep. Dan the main guy and David sort of the um George Decay of the show. I like to think of myself more as the uh the bra- the Baba Booey of the show. <laughs> Dylan when he was here was the Robin Quiver. Yeah, that was definitely Dylan. <laughs> Dylan was definitely the Robin. Not me. Oh you see that? I did. I don't think our listeners did. Some guy f- hit it. Some <laughs> guy, f- a basketball uh, guy, fall down. Yeah, if you, want, I guess Grayson Allen hit the shit out of some guy on the Bulls. You get hurt. Before we start, we we spent like an hour just chit chatting, and we were talking about like our, some of our favorite liars that we've known. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna name anyone by name. The quality of their lies, being of varying degrees. Mm-hmm. I think the key to having a to being a liar but also still being likable is you got to be funny. You got to come up with like you got, but you got to like know that you're that no one's believing you but still do it anyway, I think. I I don't know if I agree with that. In my experience with they don't think they're funny, they think they're cool. Hmm. Yeah. That's what makes them funny. Right. Okay, yeah. I see what you mean. Right. <laughs> Like, you know, classic lies, like, guy talks about going to a party, he's like, yeah, man, I had, like, I want to say I drank, like, a quart of gin there, and, bro, I was the life of the party. And then you talk to someone else, and it's like, oh, yeah, he had, like, two drinks and cried the whole night. <laughs> yeah, we, we were actually, we had to call a ride for him to get home. Yeah. He almost tried to get in his car, and we had to stop him. Uh, Yeah, I write, um... He was unbelievably drunk after two Mike's Hard Lemonades. <laughs> I write beautiful poems in iambic pentameter, um, but only in, like, indigenous languages. <laughs> yeah, I actually, like, organized that protest. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to stop the alt-right. These are, like, grown people. These are, like, well, I mean, I, whatever. They're, like, teenagers. Did you ever know any good liars in elementary school? Or not? No, because I think at that point you don't really put together what a lie, like that someone's lying. I, I think was, one of the funniest, I think there was like one instance of one kid saying he got drunk on pop. <laughs> but he, I don't I, think he was lying. I think he believed he was drunk on pop. Oh, that was me. And I was. I wasn't a lie. I didn't go to elementary school with you. That's true. Damn. I could say his name right now. The lie got too much for me to handle. I won't, but it was... Because he, he sounded earnest. He was like, I got drunk on pop. <laughs> I had eight pops. <laughs> so I think the teacher actually explained like, well, actually what you were probably experiencing was like a sugar high more than being drunk. And it's also like, how would a fourth grader know what being drunk felt like? Oh, he was telling his teacher? He was telling the whole class. That's cool. Yeah. I knew a kid who like... He would lie about tons of stuff, and the only person who ever called him out was like our my, like my other friend who like I'm still friends with. I mean that kid wasn't really my friend actually. The liar kid. He actually I grew to hate him as I got older, but um, you know that's another story. Uh, he just claimed that like uh, someone broke into his house and that his husky like um, headbutted the guy and knocked him out, and 
or save the day. <laughs> See, that's that's like a that's a cute lie. Funny lies involve you humbly self-aggrandizing. Mm, yeah. You know? You know, I'm just such a good guy that like, you know, I saw that this guy was trying to like traffic my friend and I like you know, I used jujitsu to uh, uh kinetically stop him. Mm. And you know, now uh you know, we had me and my friend had sex that night because of it. Because <laughs> I'm such a good guy. <laughs> so cool. I had sex with like twenty women that night. Mm-hmm. But you know, I could have. I mean, I could have had sex twenty women. I, I decline because I'm such a good guy. That is a funny genre of lie, lying yeah. that you had sex with someone. <laughs> I don't think it's that funny. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of scummy. Uh, I guess it's you look back and laugh. Yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things. <sighs> That's an ugly car. Anyway, I did have sex with um, Melania Trump. Yeah, because you're such a good guy. Yeah. About 500 times, in fact, over the course of uh, Donald Trump's presidency. Mm-hmm. And I have all of his tax returns, and I released them all. Yeah. That was me. Mm. I'm also the reason the Cannibal Holocaust was trending on Twitter. You're just going to run down all the topics. Uh, I think there's more to say about the lie. Like, what, but... I feel like it's more annoying <clears throat> when I don't know because we were talking about like the difference between someone who lies just to make themselves seem cool and then the difference between someone who lies to make themselves seem cool but also uh, to get out of doing stuff mm, okay yeah that is a different type of liar for sure right it's almost I don't know. I mean, like, which is more respectable? Because it's like, it's kind of respectable that you're using this lie as a superpower to get out of something. Yeah. Um, but the other is more noble. You know, you know you have this great power, but with great power comes great responsibility kind of thing. Like, yes, I could lie and get out of, like, a year of work saying that I'm in a coma. Yeah, <laughs> or or something like that. Or I got hit by a car and I can't move my legs. Just keep updating every month or so. Like still in a coma, <laughs> can't come in. Yeah, um, but yeah. I won't. You know, I've definitely gained respect for people who exaggerate stories for the sake of entertainment. It used to really annoy me, but I think I kind of don't mind it now. Yeah, because it makes it's like if you're lying for the purpose of entertainment. Eh. You're bringing someone joy, at least. Yeah, you're bringing me joy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you were lying getting into the news, and you said you hadn't heard about what happened with Andrew Taint? Or Tate? Taint? Uh, no. Okay, so you know, like, the background about his, like, human trafficking charges? Yeah. Okay. You know how he was, like, wanted by the Romanian police? in relation to wait maybe I don't well no, I guess I was thinking of one of those like the Florida gov- uh, um, Gates Matt Gates yeah Matt Gates that's who I was thinking of yeah now, but you know who Andrew Tate is though right yeah he's, he's the, like, like a like, men's rights activist men's guy. rights activist like influencer dude okay yeah Um, looks stupid I don't know 
I can't think of a person who looks less cool smoking a cigar. Okay. Like uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't, you've never seen me smoke a cigar, so probably looks you, cool you saw me try that one time yeah i don't know i feel like you have to have like a fat head to look cool smoking a cigar <laughs> if you have a small head it just looks like you're a child who your you know fi- what i mean your fingers have to be at least as wide as your cigar like tony soprano smoking a cigar looks cool but like or arnold but if if you have a skinny shaped head yeah it doesn't look right it's disproportionate if you're like a what well, i mean how do we look i i I don't, I don't really like it. I don't think I, I would I, look I good. I dabbled with it last summer. Yeah. Mostly when Dylan was, was buying them. Yeah. Does he still smoke cigars? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. He was into it real big. I was kind of I was kind of bummed that he didn't get a cigar for me. <laughs> he did that intentionally. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> He's like, I'm going to buy us cigars and Dan's going to have to watch. Uh, well, you know the, his style. I think maybe, I don't know, because I was like... He was like, oh, you wouldn't have smoked a cigar. I was like, yeah, I would have. Yeah. And he was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mean to make him feel bad about it, but I, maybe I did. Maybe, uh, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. It's ancient history. Yeah. You can listen to that episode. Um, I don't know which one that was. Joe, we had, Joe was on it. Andrew was there for a second. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's been wanted. I guess the Romanian police have been on. Have been trying to get a hold of him, but he's been out of the country a lot. Him mm. and his brother. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's the case. Is that they were they never knew when he was and wasn't in the country. Okay. They had a, a hard time tracking him. But uh, I don't know if you saw he. David, recent... can you skip this ad? I don't want to see psoriasis. Okay, you don't have to watch the TV. I thought you were turning off. You were like, you know what? No, you don't get to watch TV now. Yeah. You complained about the psoriasis, Ed. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I guess on Twitter, I don't really know if there's a greater context to this, but he tweeted at Greta Thunberg. Okay. Um, I always feel like I'm saying her last name wrong, but it is Thunberg, right? I don't know. Dun- Dutenberg? Dunberg? Something like that? Uh, Greta Kundunberg? Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig. Anyway. Tweeted at her, at Greta Thunberg, I have 33 cars. Why don't you give me your email so I can tell you all about their massive emissions? He's going to email Which feels like he's like trying to like pick up Greta Thunberg. Hmm. Um, anyway, she tweeted back at him. Yeah, my email is smalldickenergy at getalife.com. Okay. And uh, which is like, fair enough. Not the best burn, but like pretty good. No, but, but you know you're you know you're gonna get some uh some people retweeting that, quote tweeting that. Yeah. Going like owned. Well, he was ratioed. Well, check this out. He immediately tweets back at her. How dare you? Deletes that. Realizes um, that's not good yeah. enough. The next yeah. day, tweets. At Greta Thunberg, I just don't get why you felt it necessary to tell the whole internet you have a small penis. Why'd you do this? No response. So then he makes a YouTube video the next day. <laughs> Wearing the like a robe that looks like it was made for like a ten year old, two thousand three, <laughs> smoking that big ass cigar, God. and he's like, "I'm sure by now you've all seen my back and forth with Greta Thunberg, and I would just like to publicly ask why you thought it would be good to tell the whole world you have a small penis." He just uh, keeps dragging the joke out that wasn't funny the first time. God, 
And then I guess he wants to make a point about how he's not going to recycle. So his brother brings in pizza box. He's like, I'm not going to recycle these. I'm going to throw these in the fucking trash. But the Romanian police noticed that it was a local Romanian pizza chain. Okay. So they knew he was back in the country and they arrested him the very next day. Wow. He got so owned that he arrested him. He put himself in custody. God. (laughs) That story was making my skin crawl. (laughs) I just love it. It's like he overreacts to such a stupid comeback. Not a stupid comeback, but such a like a, a mid comeback. He, he uh, uh, and then his response is even worse. I mean, he instigated the whole thing to begin with. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty pathetic. The whole scenario is pathetic. It's like I'm gonna tweet at Greta Thunberg, who's really not in the news and no one's really talking about. Like, I have no problem with Greta Thunberg. I think what she's doing is good, but like, I'm not really thinking about her every day. This guy is. No. And then he gets. So upset by what she says back to him that he spends like three days. How am I going to get back at her? I'm going to fucking own her. Mm-hmm. I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do. I'll put myself in jail. I'll show her. Yeah. I think maybe he secretly wanted to go to jail. Yeah, he really ace Rothstein himself. The only time I think about Greta Thunberg is uh, sometimes there, there's a book. There, she has like a children's book about her. At the library I work at, mm-hmm. um, I haven't read it because I don't read baby books. Yeah, except for because Dan's actually on Andrew Tate's side. Well, I did read. Um, I'm going to ignore that. Andrew is a, he is a good friend. He's a friend. <laughs> what was oh yeah I don't but I don't usually read books for babies but I did read a baby book called Penguin and Pinecone. Mm-hmm. That's my that's Dan's reading pick of the week. I did yeah. I also read Kafka. I finished Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami this week, but have you been reading that for three years? Fuck that book. Yeah, that's how I feel about Cujo. Penguin and Pinecone's where it's at. So out of Penguin he becomes friends with the Pinecone. That's pretty cool. And then um he plants it in the forest and then comes back later to visit his friend and it's like a full grown tree. You know what I read last night? Not last night, yesterday morning. Mm. Uh, the opposite of last night. Mm. Uh, Tomi, the first issue of Tomi. The Junji Ito yeah. manga. It was cool. I've heard it's a cool one. Mm. I think I might read it just like here and there. Because it is this episodic fiction. Mm. Isn't Tomi... It's twisted. Is it about people who like grow another head or something? No. Oh, okay. It's about a, like a... Kind of a ghost girl, kind of a twisted ghost girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, the issue I read, it's like, uh, it opens up, she's, it's like a class talking about, like, our friend was, our class, friend and classmate was murdered, uh, they still haven't found all of her body parts, they've been scattered all over the place, then it's revealed, then she comes back, like nothing happened, mm. and then it's revealed that, like, she died on a class field trip. When her boyfriend walked in on uh walked in on a conversation she was having with the teacher that revealed that she was sleeping with the teacher. And uh during the confrontation she fell off a cliff and they thought she had died and they felt responsible for it, so the class decided to cut up cut her cut her up and scatter her all across the uh the forest. Okay. Twist. 
That is twisted. But uh, she, she gets her revenge. But yeah, I did finally finish Kafka on the Shore. Um, this is my third time trying to read it, and I finally did it this time. Yeah, it feels like you've been reading Kafka on the Shore for 17 years. Feels that way. Uh, and it's not even that long of a book. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, it's over, it's 436 pages. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, third time was the charm, I guess. I think I might skim the rest of Cujo. Hmm. <laughs> Just get the <laughs> general gist. Uh, this is my least favorite Stephen King book. Mm-hmm. You don't, uh, now that you have a dog, you don't feel like more closely connected to Cujo? No, Cujo doesn't do hardly anything in the book. Like, I mean, he does stuff, of course. They're like held prisoner, but it's literally just, okay, when am I going to get out of the car? No, I'm stay in the car. I'm going to stay in the car. I'm going to stay in the car. <laughs> it's like... All right, what's Cujo doing? Can you tell me what he's up to? It's the scary demon dog. Not demon, but, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't recommend anyone read Cujo. Just watch the movie. The movie's much better. I'll say um, Kafka on the Shore has probably the worst Haruki Murakami sex scenes of any of his books I've read. All right, well. I mean, he's not known for his sex scenes, for sure. They're all pretty bad. Really? Yeah, it's uh, some incest going on in this one. Are they bad in terms of prose, or are they bad in terms of... He's like, he then stuck his thing in her wet thing. It's both. I mean, it's translated from he Japanese, so oh, who knows what was lost in translation. I mean... He played the clit like a swizzle foot violin. No, not even that descriptive. Uh, he told her, call me the clit commander. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, he did say that. <laughs> thought that was kind of weird. To make a GM and Silent Bob reference in there. <laughs> yeah. Tra- yeah, and then I looked at the foreword. It's like, oh, translated by Kevin Smith. That'd be funny if Kevin Smith was Haruki Murakami's he translator. Ba- if he was just Haruki Murakami the whole time. <laughs> no one knows what he was doing in 1983. That would be the most shocking thing of all time. That'd be the greatest uh, face reveal of all time. Stephen King is not a very good... Uh sex scene writer either no but he at least understands that mm-hmm. I don't know who is to be honest I mean I don't read a lot of books with Brady a lot of Ellis? his like clinical uh, <laughs> page, pages long like I don't know the one in Glamorama is the one <laughs> I think of a lot <laughs> it's like five pages yeah it might be longer than that, actually. It felt like 10. Yeah. And I don't really understand why that was happening at, at that point in the book. I don't know. I have no idea. It's like, why are these characters having sex? Like, it was like a like a bisexual orgy kind of, right? It is, but it's also like at a point in the story where it's like, why would they be sleeping together at this point? You know, he's a professional writer and we're not David, so <laughs> I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Oh, these ads are awesome. These drunk driving ads where, like, they're being chased by, like, a flood of alcohol. <laughs> of course you're going to get an X. You turned around. Oh, no. That guy's driving my car. <laughs> he stole my car. That's why he got arrested. So, uh, yeah, anyway, that was our, that was our, that was our little book corner there. I've since started reading another book. What book? Eileen. By Otessa Moshfeg. Moshfeg? I don't know how to say her name. Sounds boring. No, it's, boring. it's okay so far. 
Um, any any freaking way. This is kind of our wrap up. This is our end of the. We're recording this on December thirty first. Nineteen ninety nine. Mhm. Why? Uh, everyone's afraid of Y two K happening. Mhm. Everyone's excited about this Kobe Bryant kid. <laughs> and uh, cop on the show. The stuff we're talking about actually hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> when did Glamorama come out? Ninety eight. It might have been ninety nine. Boom. Damn, they gave him all the balls. <laughs> it's that's the cool thing. If you uh if you dunk, then you get to keep the basketball. Oh, you know, I was I, so I at the end that, of the game they give you like ten basketballs. I learned about um a little bit about uh North Korean basketball. Oh yeah. I guess in North Korea slam dunks, which are only worth two points here, are worth three there. Mm. Um if you make any shot made in the last like Three minutes of the game are worth eight points, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you every for every uh, free throw missed, that's a point deducted. Wow. Okay. I kind of like those rules. Yeah. Right. It's slam dunks three points, <laughs> or is it four? I can't remember. Slam dunks three hundred points. That'd be funny. Yeah, that would be funny. They are cool. It's like uh, you know, like Quidditch or something, where it's like the game does not really matter. Is whoever catches the fucking like golden flying thing, they're the only players that actually matter, right? Like the rest of the okay, well, this is well worn territory, so let's move on. Um, I don't know, you were saying something about Tom Cruise, Mister Too Damn Movie. I was having a conversation about Tom Cruise yesterday. What were you guys talking about? Well, it was um. Someone was telling me how much they did not like Top Gun Maverick, but it felt like Tom Cruise was, quote, the man in the 80s. I think he's still the man. Risky. I think if Tom Cruise died, like, unexpectedly, mm-hmm. Hollywood would cease to exist. Hmm. It'd be like the end of the Poltergeist, when the house is just sucked up. <laughs> that is how load-bearing I think Tom Cruise is <laughs> to the Hollywood system. Yeah. Um... Did you know the story about with Top Gun Maverick where Miles Teller had like jet fuel poisoning? No. Yeah, I guess because of like, you know, using actual planes and everything. Um he had too much he was overexposed to like the jet exhaust to the point where there was like jet fuel like in his blood or something. So he had to like be treated for that. And when he told Tom Cruise what was happening, Tom Cruise was like, <laughs> It's just part of the gig, kid. See, that's the thing. Everyone, I feel like a lot of people think Cruz is crazy uh, because, well, he's a Scientologist, and B, because of his commitment to making everything as real as possible. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's part of the, the gig when you're Mr. Too Damn Movie. <laughs> and, you know, people don't really realize Tom Cruise has been doing that since pretty much since he started. You know? He's kind of come at every movie with that energy. Look at Risky Business. Okay. Now, I don't know if people know this, but Tom Cruise is dyslexic. Oh. He has to have his scripts read to him. Yeah. But he didn't always have that luxury when he was a young actor, so he had to figure it out on his own. So he's sitting there, and he, he would just go off what the title says, you know, and try to figure out what the movie is about from there. So he's sitting there, re-sky-boazness. Re-sky-boazness. 
business. This guy, risky business. Mm-mm. All right, Tom. Now, what's risky business? What's risky business? I know. Having unprotected sex with AIDS patients. <laughs> Take those old records off the shelf. That's Tom Cruise going into the the ward to get some risky business done. <laughs> or look at uh, look at every scene of Rain Man when he's driving Dustin Hoffman around with those sunglasses on. What people don't know is he's wearing drunk goggles under that. He has no idea where the hell he's going. He could get into a car accident. <laughs> This is all true. This is all true. Magnolia, all that dating advice he gave, he did all of that. Setting up jealousy traps for Nicole Kidman, he did it. Yeah, I mean, the Outsiders, he joined a gang. Interview with the Vampire... He was a vampire. Still is. Still that's, is. Unfortunately, baby. that's the kind of, you can't really reverse that's that. That's what Scientology is. Uh, they're actually just vampires. I'm mm. not saying that as like a, you know, they're a bunch of fucking bloodsuckers. I mean, they're literally vampires. They're a coven of vampires. Hey, you didn't watch Glass Onion, did you? I haven't watched Knives Out, so why the hell would I watch Glass Onion? Ass Onion. Fair enough. Um... There's a Tom Cruise Magnolia reference in that, actually. Where, like, the main character, it's like a flashback, and he shows, it's Edward Norton, he shows up dressed exactly like his character from Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't even get until I was, like, reading about it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I guess that's kind of funny. Uh, the movie didn't hit the same the second time through, but... Just take those old records off the shelf. Uh, <laughs> What did you do to prepare for Eyes Wide Shut? Uh, he gave women mammograms. Mm. Didn't know what he was doing. It was just like nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ever seen Risky Business? Um. Yeah, he also um <clears throat> smoked so much weed it made him aggressive. Yeah. This weed is making you aggressive. He just looked in the mirror and said that over and over. Mr. Too Damn Movie? Mr. Too Damn Movie. Come on the show. Oh, yeah. We're trying to get Tom Cruise in 2023 when we reformat. Mm-hmm. This is episode 99, I think. I think this is 99. Um. Yeah, movies. What was your favorite movie this year? Um, probably Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. I think that was the most satisfying movie I saw this year. X was good. Um. X was alright. Pearl was good too. That Pearl was about as good as X. Yeah. I ha- there's still some movies I gotta. See. I I want to see the whale. Um. 
I don't want to see it, but I'll probably watch it. Mostly for Brendan Fraser. I'm not really a Darren Aronofsky fan. I'm sick of that guy. Yeah. Grant, I haven't seen The Wrestler, and I feel like I'd like that movie. Or not. I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah, that is a blind spot for me. That that one I feel like, you know, Mickey Rourke is kind of the man. Yeah, and it's like... He was the man, anyway, in like the 80s. It seems like a very solid... It seems like, you know, a movie I would appreciate. Hmm. Or not. I don't know. I mean, you do love wrestling. Yeah. Is he like a WWE type wrestler in that, or I haven't seen it. I have no idea. No, I think he's more of like it's more of a story of like he was like a big star and then, uh, I don't know, fell off. He was and now in it's him trying to do a comeback. He was in Big Star, mm-hmm. and he beat the shit out of Alex Chilton, and that's why he died. He beat, he like dropped him to death. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, were... originally it was supposed to be Hulk Hogan in that movie. He was supposed to be the star of The Wrestler. Oh, yeah? No, but Hulk Hogan says that's true. Oh, wow. See, I believed it, too. Hulk Hogan. Uh, there is a per- there is a legendary <laughs> liar, the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, between 1988 and 1989, I wrestled a total of 400 days going back and forth between America and Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I wrestled 400 days in one year. <laughs> Uh, oh, that was like I don't remember. It was someone, um, the bass player from OCs, I think, was on a podcast I, I was listening to, <laughs> and uh, he used to do. He was a PA for um, like a reality show where there'd be like kind of like uh, like buff kind of meathead dudes who were probably like maybe super nice but not that smart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, one of them was telling him he's like, oh yeah, dude, I go um. I ride my bike 364 days a year. And uh, the guy from OCs was like, oh, okay, wow, all right. What did you do, um, like, the other day? And he was like, huh? <laughs> the one day a year he doesn't ride his bike? Well, the the he thought there were only six, 364 days in a year was what he took away from that. Because <laughs> he was like, what do you mean, what other day? There was a really funny uh, quote. Now, this I can kind of get. It's easy to mix this stuff around. But, like, uh, I don't remember what sport it was, but there was a player that, like, was traded to a team that wasn't very good. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn this team around 360 degrees. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Or uh, the the classic Kevin Nash. Is this WCW, huh? Where the big boys play. Look at the adjective. Play. (laughs) Think about that one a lot. (laughs) I don't even like wrestling, but I just like the way he said that. (laughs) Look at the adjective. Play. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I watched a pretty good movie uh, a couple nights ago. It came out this year, Funny Pages. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see that. It was good. I liked it, yeah. I'd recommend it. Is it streaming it. anywhere? I don't know. Hmm. It's not how I watched it, but if, if if and when it does, which it probably will. Good stuff. It's um weirdly is directed, written directed by Owen Klein, who's Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates' son. Yeah. So I was like, oh, boy. Fucking Hollywood royalty here. Not that Kevin Klein or Phoebe Cates are really huge actors anymore, but 
Um, it was actually like for a first movie. I'm like, wow, that that was pretty good. It's also only 86 minutes. That's a real movie, which is great. Yeah, um, it's got a couple because it's distributed by A24, but I think Ilara Pictures produced it. Oh, cool! And like the Safdie brothers plus Ronald Brownstein and Sebastian Bear McClard all produced it. Hmm. I don't know that Sebastian Bear McClard guy. Something fishy about him. I don't know who he is. He's kind of like the rich benefactor in the Ilara Pictures world. Oh, okay. So he kind of pays. He's the money. Okay, because the Safties aren't really like they're not. They don't sound like they don't seem like based on what I know about them like they come from money. Yeah, no, they're just, they're just humble New York kids raised by a single dad. Hmm. More or less is what it seems like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I read something sketchy about the Sebastian McClard guy. Something about mm, I don't know, kicking tenant like pricing tenants out or something. I don't know. Some sketchy real estate deal. But anyway. Okay. Every New York real estate story. Yeah. What are they saying? Oh, yeah, funny pages. Yeah, a couple of Laura Pictures favorites in there. A couple familiar faces. Like who? Oh, do you want me to tell you or do you want to be surprised? Yeah, I'll be surprised. Um, but, yeah. Good movie. That funny pages. Um... The other one I watched this week was Meet Me in the Bathroom. Is that a documentary? Speaking of liars. Yeah. Yep, it's a um, way too short adaptation of like a 600 to 700 page oral history of early what New York rock. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> you got like Optimus Prime back there? <laughs> Just, uh, we're watching, a, it's, it's a Kobe Bryant on stage with some, uh, on stage with some guy doing an interview. And in the background, there is just shit from a Transformers movie. Seemingly for no reason. Maybe he's friends with Michael Bay. Michael Bay was like, hey, could you just like drop this in the background? Yeah, some Transformers toys. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah. Meet me in the bathroom. Not bad. You know, most rock docs are at least, like, watchable. Yeah. Because they all follow the same beats, same format. Kind of like, sometimes it's like comfort watching. But, you know, you got your moldy peaches. You got your strokes. You got your yeah, yeah, yeahs. LCD sound system. TV on the radio for like literally five seconds. Interpol, who suck, in my opinion. I think they're very good. You like? Oh, you I like, really Interpol. like Interpol? Yeah. I like the first two albums a lot. Wow. See, I didn't know this, David. I never heard you talk about Interpol. Well, I, I don't know. I, I just think they're a good band. I don't know. Fair. They're like Dark Strokes. <laughs> they are. That's something that kept coming in the documentary. Like, the one dude, Carlos, from Interpol, is like, yeah. We get asked, like, every single... I mean, this is like... Well, just for... Con- the, the movie is all archival footage. Yeah with some narration and some new interviews with artists, and that's what it's comprised of. Okay. So it's not like sit-down, talking-head interviews about, you know, the New York rock scene in the early 2000s. What the... He slam-dunked that into his shin. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh... Yeah, Interpol was prominently featured. They, um... There's a scene... So, like, 9-11, they spend, like, 10 minutes... 
just showing footage from 9-11, not like the bands. They do show the bands reacting to 9-11, but it's an indie rock band reacts. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's footage of like one of the guys in Interpol just like walking around. It, like you can see just all like the clouds of like probably toxic dust. And there are other people like wearing masks and stuff and he is not wearing a mask and he's just like kicking dirt around. He's like, man, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> this is not chill, bro. Weirdly, the Strokes and the Yeah, yeah were on tour together. Or no, Moldy Peaches, maybe? Maybe all three were on tour together in Europe when that happened. They all happened to be out of town. Interesting. They're very convenient. Mm-hmm. They were all maybe perhaps on a plane. Julian Casablancas. Hmm. Hey, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> you know, I'm not actually into this whole suicide thing. I'm going to parachute out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, there's... New York City, infidel. <laughs> you're, you're familiar with, like, the Ryan Adams, Abraham Jr. stuff, right? Uh, yeah. The heroin thing. Yeah, they tell a funny story from that. Do you know the one about, like, when Julian does an intervention? No. For Albert, kind of. Albert, I was opening up. Your head was in the toilet. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> it's a pretty good impression of him. Yeah. Um, Look at the man's shoulders. Which guy? Phil Jackson. Oh. I didn't see. No. But they tell a story about um, inviting... So all the strokes got together at a bar and invited Ryan Adams to the bar. And Julian's like, listen. Look at them. Okay, I see. Big shoulders. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Julian's like, uh, yeah, you need to leave him the fuck alone. Ryan Adams was like, oh, okay. And he went to the bathroom. And then when he came back, strokes were gone. Kind of cool, right? Yeah, like Batman. Yeah, it is like it was like Batman. <laughs> You're totally right. Um, Brian Adams, what Batman villain is he? Riddler, maybe. Um, he's not the Joker. He's not cool enough to be the Joker. Maybe he's. Let me think. Maxi Zeus. I don't who. Maxi Zeus, the uh, Batman villain that thinks he's like a Roman emperor. Mm. He kind of sucks, and he never really goes very gets very far with his plans. Does Batman have a villain who's just like an adult baby? Amygdala. Who's that? I think that's a villain. I think he is just an adult baby, but he's like a hulking monster. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's quite right either. He's the clock king. He's the rat king. <laughs> He's the rat king. <laughs> yep, no, that's it. Um but yeah. Yeah, you it's you know it's on showtime right now. I don't know if it'll ever be anywhere else. It's also produced by Vice, which I didn't know before I turned it on. Yeah. Definitely reeks of like that some of the b-roll footage i'm like what the f it's like karen O talking about like how she was having a hard time on tour like touring cuts to footage of hurricane katrina 
Yeah, I got a half hard time with <laughs> touring in that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were trying tough. to play a show in New Orleans. Man, my van's not getting any traction in this. <laughs> it's flood. Uh, there's like footage of cells dividing or For something. Second, it looks like uh, Bill Jackson was about to do the. Mm, oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, meet me in the bathroom. There's footage. Some of the weirdest footage is from. Have you seen anything from like the Courtney Love 24-hour MTV takeover? Where it's like, just a weird Molly Croupy. It's like her, Ryan Adams, um, Nikolai from The Strokes, and Albert Hammond Jr. all just hanging out. And Albert and Nikolai are just like in a bed together at one point. Like on the set, there's just a bed. Doing some Tom Brady shit. And they're like under the covers. And then there was like, yeah, some some what? Some Tom Brady shit. (laughs) Like what does that mean? Oh, I don't know. I guess they're not related, so. Oh. True, but I mean, you know, they're brothers in, in the band. But Julian's, I think I remember the interview audio of Julian being like, yeah, I saw this and uh, I knew I had to step in, do something about Albert. And in my head, I'm like, why? Did did you guys all used to like sleep in a bed together or something? Yeah. Oops. No, okay, he's fine. But uh, anyway... Meet me in the bathroom. Probably the only documentary I watched this year. That's another. Oh, you know, it was a type movie. Jackass Forever. That was a very funny movie. Yeah. A lot of people were like, yeah, it's just not as good as the other ones. But you know what? I've only seen the first one. Yeah. And extra stuff from Jackass 2. <laughs> you haven't seen actually, Jack? Oh, yeah, because. So. Maybe when I was a kid. I forgot they had like the Jackass 2.5 on Netflix, right? Yeah. But not Jackass 2. Yeah. Very weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like I, one complaint I heard is just like, oh, I miss Bam. Mm. Which is fair, I guess. You know, he's a big part of Jackass. Oh, uh, but I mean, you can follow the Bam side story that's been going on this year <laughs> if you really want. <laughs> I don't think people really are as uh, tickled by that. Though. If you're if you're looking for it, you can find it. I think his because he did Vice did a documentary about him too I actually it was only like 45 minutes long but it was like a mini documentary and that was just off of YouTube for ages and they they just finally put it back on I don't know what was with that but um, it's funny every time I watch something on my TV like if I hook up my laptop to my TV to watch a movie the media player I use automatically starts playing CKY4 <laughs> after every movie I watch for some reason yeah which starts with it's like Bam is switching between like wide angle and like narrow on his camera, just filming Phil, his dad. Yeah. And he'll switch to wide angle. He's like, dude, Phil is so fat. And then it starts playing the uh, first song from Songs for the Deaf. I don't remember what it's called. Millionaire. <clears throat> yeah, that's the, the intro. Cool song. Yeah. <laughs> it is a cool song. Who do you think's a father-son relationship is funnier, Phil and Bam or Shane Gillis and his dad? Mm, see, I don't know anything about that. Oh. I mean, the Phil and Bam relationship is definitely more documented, I'd more say. More iconic, I guess. Stop it, Bam. Um, that's also the CKY with Don Vito drinking 50 shots of peach schnapps and then throwing up in the parking lot like seven times. That's disgusting. Yeah. I I just skipped ahead to that part because... Don Vito. 
Bam. Come on. Stop. Stop kissing me after I won the Super Bowl. Bam. <laughs> no, I think Tom Brady and his son have the funniest <laughs> yeah, relationship. you're probably right. I saw this post. It's like, uh, at first, I don't know, a friend of mine sent it to me, and I thought, I was like, I don't give it why he sent this. It's just two, it's just a, a gay couple taking a picture together. <laughs> it was Tom Brady and his son. <laughs> like, his son, who looks like about, like, 17, is sitting in his lap. And then it's like a multiple like shot, what? so it cuts to like their legs intertwined together. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like what, what the, the hell, hell is going on here? I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what's another good movie that came out? Jackass was a good one. I, there was a movie I was like, that's the funniest movie I saw this year. And then I remember Jackass Forever came out, and I'm like, maybe it was that actually. I like that Banshees of Inisherin movie. Yeah, I don't think I saw any prestige movies this year. That was maybe the the best one. Um, oh, I guess I saw the Fableman. Fablemans, yeah. I get, like I guess I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you did fall asleep at one point, but I saw enough of it to. Enjoy I was it. like, yeah, I was shocked by how like not bad that was. Yeah, I'm like what Brady Snellis says. You know, Brett did have like a point in his um review that I thought was really dumb. Bryce and Alice is. Yeah, what do you say? Where he's like, where he documents the in and ins and outs of his dysfunctional family. They're not that dysfunctional, by the way. And it's like, no one said, you said they were dysfunctional. No one else said that they were <laughs> supposed to be a dysfunctional family. Yeah, I didn't see it that way either. It's like, They're like a pretty tight family unit. Yeah, it's, that's the drama is that, like, why is she doing, why is yeah. she not in love with his dad yeah oh you know the Weird Al movie was pretty funny they're not that dysfunctional by the way no one said they're dysfunctional <laughs> that's not what they were supposed to be yeah I thought it was better than he thought it was yeah um uh man there's some real shit that came out this year mostly just like streaming movies like Hocus Pocus 2 mm-hmm. Whack the Shack Halloween Ends that was that that, w- that was in theaters, too, but I streamed that. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> that was trash. That was crapola. <laughs> um, Monsters. Okay, I didn't see that. My dad really clowned that movie last time I saw him. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, uh, I just... Oh, uh, yeah, that was... Well, he was talking about... You know, I just watched that Wednesday show. I liked that Wednesday show. And I was like, hey, what did you think of the Monsters? Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> uh, how, old, how old's your dad? Uh, sixty-five. Watching Wednesday. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, even I was thinking like I'm too old to be watching this. Everyone I know who watched it's an adult. <laughs> I mean, I don't know kids, so that's probably other than like my nephew. I don't think I would have watched it if uh, Leela had wanted to, but Katie watched it. Katie watched it twice. Wow. Yeah, I have a co-worker who watched it three times the first weekend it came out uh, I don't even get if you liked it how you could watch it that many times I don't know how you could make that much time for it yeah I don't know but uh what else was good you know I think honestly everything ever all at once was my favorite movie this year you know outside I- okay outside of like my opinion opinion of the like i like barbarian was the most satisfying movie i saw this year but i think like the most interesting well done movie i saw this year was 
that everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I was kind of amazed by how much I liked it. I hate. Yeah. And I don't really want to watch it again. That's the thing. Is oh, like, I do. Like I saw it in the theater, and I was like, that was it's like uh, so emotionally taxing. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I need to watch this again, but this was amazing. I want to show Katie that movie. And I for whatever I feel like that movie's getting like a oh if you liked that movie, you're like a nerd or something. But it's like I, it's like it's not a real movie. It's uh, just quirky and like kind of um I don't know what the word is. But I just thought it was really interest. It was like a very interesting original. I mean, considering multiverses are all the rage now about as good as you can do a multiverse type movie. Yeah, I think we should be done after that. I think that's the logical conclusion of multiverse yeah, movies. <laughs> I think people were like throwing it in, like comparing it to Rick and Morty or something. Like in terms of it's like humor or style. I'm like, I, I didn't th- I, I don't know. The same comedy styling at all. No. Or like that it was too like <laughs> random or something. I'm like maybe, I mean I'll admit, I'll be the first one to admit the hot dog fingers thing was stupid, but I thought the everything bagel thing was stupid. I had mine hot dog fingers. But yeah, I mean it's like, but you can feel like or, no. one thing can suck about a movie, but like the movie on its own, like overall, can be really good still. Yeah, I found mm, like I had some it, like just little things that were like quirky, like at a point where it's like, all right, this is an, the rocks talking. What they're saying to each other, I thought sucked. That I didn't even mind. And like this, the wax and poetic about the everything bagel wasn't for me. Whatever, yeah. But the main storyline, who's the actress in that? Michelle Yao or Yo? I don't know. Yeah, Michelle was very good. Yeah. And I was very interested in everything going on with her. Yeah, for like. And a- I like. I think it's. Like kind of brave that that movie's like whole thing is she's homophobic. A little bit, yeah. It's like, and it's like her story of like accepting her daughter. Yeah. So I don't know. I think people, if you look at it, if you think it's like, oh, it's just like Rick and Morty but a movie. It's like no, it's like um, I don't know. It's like a movie for adults, but like they made it fun. Yeah. They made it. They tried. Like it feel like. I praise that movie for its accessibility. Like, I could see lots of people seeing that movie. If it was just, like, a dour movie about, like, a mom not accepting her daughter for being gay. Yeah. There are plenty of those out there. Um, Some of them are good. Some of them are, like, boring. I mean, the one that comes to mind recently is, like, the... Love, Simon. Not Love, Simon. Which, uh, Happiest Season... That Hulu original movie with oh, you know Kristen Stewart and Clay Duvall. It's like, I like Clay Duvall, I like Kristen Stewart, but that movie, like, was so... Besides having that angle to it, it was so just run-of-the-mill, like, dysfunctional family holiday movie. Help me. Um, But everything overall at once, I'm like, I praise it for its, like, creativity and imagination. And, and how it humanizes people, yeah. And how, like, fun it is to watch. Yeah. And yeah, it's a very human movie. Um it's about it's about family. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, who uh, is Carrie Fisher talking about Star Wars? It's about fame. <laughs> yeah. That's why people love. It. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know. Not the, no. All right, Peter Carrie Fisher. But I just always thought that was like. I always play that clip back in my head. It's about fame. <laughs> yeah. I I put that one up there with the Harry Styles. Like it's like a real film. It's like the type of film you go to a theater to watch. You said that Harry Styles. Yeah, about don't worry, darling, because he didn't know what he was talking. He didn't know what to say. I think. Uh, there's a movie uh, I I find hilarious. Uh, without seeing. Don't yeah, fuck. Um, if there's if there's like the complete opposite to everything all at once yeah. to me, it's don't worry, darling. <laughs> yeah. It's like the villain version of don't worry to or of uh, every everything everywhere all at once. Um. Shit, what was I? Then there were a ton of movies just like in the middle. Or there was another awesome comedy I saw this year. Uh, also a multiverse movie. Mm. Beavis and Butthead. Doctor Strange. Universe. Oh. You like that one? Yeah, did you see it? Mm-mm. I have not laughed so hard at something. Okay. <laughs> I haven't been up on Beavis and Butthead in a really long time. That's a good place to start. Is it? the Did Mike Judge like rate it? Direct it? I think so, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll check. Yeah, I mean, it out, he didn't direct it, but I think he, he was involved in it a lot. Okay, I mean, I guess he does their voices, huh? Yeah, the whole. Yeah, I it don't know. better be better than the uh, big Big Sean album skits that he did. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, no, but there were uh, on one of the Big Sean's recent albums, Beavis and Butthead were like featured players <laughs> in like the album skits. That sounds awesome. I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. Uh. Um, you know what I watched recently? This is this did not come out this year, but have you seen Your Highness? Oh no, I haven't. <laughs> the James Franco, Danny McBride project. Yeah. Yeah, I have not seen that. I know it's supposed to be awful, right? I don't think it was awful. Really? I actually would say I liked it a little bit. It's like a stoner movie set in the Middle Ages, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know. They it, sound like I, I heard some people say it's so bad, and to me, it always seems like you know, out of that that pack of actors, you know, it's like, oh yeah, they took two guys that don't really work together very often, mm-hmm. and it's like, let's see what these two, you know, like if you have two friends that you you hang out with in a group, but you couldn't picture them hanging out one on one, like, see what these guys can do. <laughs> Uh, sh- yeah. Shockingly, um, I kind of, in spite of myself, sort of like it was. So the reason I even watched it was because the dude came into the library, an older dude, was checking out some movies. He was checking out Jackie Brown, and I was like, "Oh, you seen this before?" He's like, "Oh yeah, great movie." And he pulls out. He had a on top of his deck was Your Highness. He's like, "You know what's really good? This movie." I'm like, "Really?" And he was like, "I'm telling you." It's like I tried watching it once. Hated it. Turned it off. Tried watching it again. Suddenly it was hilarious to me. And I'm like, I don't know... I had bonked my head on a really hard steel <laughs> beam, but... I don't know what changed for him. But I was like, you know what? You know, and then after I got CTE, it was very funny. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I checked it out and I was like, okay. Here's what I'll say. There's maybe like one good joke every 20 minutes or so. The movie's only like an hour forty five minutes, I think. Yeah. Um, the story is like not compelling exactly, but 
it's pretty watchable as far as like a sword and sorcery type movie yeah it's not boring you got some interesting people in there it's directed by David Gordon Green Joe LaTruglio no Joe LaTruglio Um, but yeah David Gordon Green directed it no Ken Marino Dana McBride co-wrote it with um, one of his writing the the creator of Eastbound and Down with him I almost want to say his name is Pete Best but it's not Pete Best it's like Dave Best or something but so you know it should be funnier than it is to me but I don't know if you ever bump into it I'd say you'd give it a watch there's a like Justin Thoreau plays a villain in it oh Zoe Deschanel is in it too she Mm. plays a princess Natalie Portman plays kind of like a the badass you know girl character okay um yeah this is a wild cast Damian Lewis is in it the guy from Homeland it is I know when I saw Justin Thoreau in there I'm like what I was like what Justin Thoreau is crazy <laughs> yeah he plays the main villain um but his whole thing is he needs to like um I don't know impregnate a captured princess with a dragon or something I don't know but he's also a virgin so Zoe Deschanel who he captured is like well how do you know because I think she thinks he's gay or something she's like I don't how do you even know you're going to like having sex with me he's like well if your vagina is anything like my hand there will be no problem Uh, but yeah, no, there's, I mean, he, Danny McBride just does like the Kenny Powers thing, you know, like the, the cocky moron with a heart of gold type Maybe of I character. What, does Kenny Powers have a heart of gold? I think like ultimately he means well, you know, <laughs> I think that's kind of the thing with his character is like, he's a little complicated, but mostly just. Neil Gamby, yes. Okay, sure. More so than Kenny. Kenny's cutting. <laughs> yeah, Kenny's cutting in here, Dan. Mm-hmm. I watched a movie myself mm. all week. Took me five days to watch. Okay, nice. The Dirty Dozen? Yeah. You ever seen it? Took you a dozen sittings to watch it? Yeah. Kept falling asleep. I, I've i seen some of it, I think. Is that the one with John Cassavetes? John Cassavetes. Okay, cool. Donald Sutherland. I couldn't remember if it was The Great Escape or Dirty Dozen. Charles Bronson is in it. Dirty Dozen? Yeah, what a cool guy. He's like boys with Jim Brown in it. Okay. It's uh, some Ma- Marvin. Oh, okay, cool. My guess is it's maybe like a little boring, but it's still a good movie. Yeah. It's cool seeing these guys chill out. That's kind of like a grandpa core movie. Yeah. It you very know, much feels like a movie of its era. Like it's 67, so it's not quite new Hollywood, but there's a lot of new Hollywood faces in it. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about that genre, grandpa core? Yeah, because you know there's dad core for sure. But. Great Escape, the first Cape Fear, the first Cape Fear. Yeah, for, yeah, def, yep. And Casablanca, all oh. this movies. Yeah, my grandpa watched, has comments has commented on those. <laughs> Blue Hawaii is probably specifically. Yeah. Um, the Big Race. The Big Race. Isn't that one of those movies? Are you talking about it's Mad 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 World? Oh, oh, one of the Elvis movies. Okay. Yeah, Speedway, I think, is what it's called. Maybe the Big Race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
trip to the moon. <laughs> Simply just the oldest movies possible <laughs> now. Um, probably Dracula. Gone with the Wind. Dracula's the scariest movie they've ever seen. Yeah. A <laughs> movie where a scary man talks to you. Got to be more westerns in there, too. Yeah, Stagecoach. Stagecoach, yeah. Searchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the Searchers, for sure. You know, maybe like a Cary Grant movie in there, like a Bring a Baby. Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot's a good one. Bring a Baby is a good one, actually. I like that movie. Some Like It is that the Marilyn? I, maybe a different Marilyn Monroe movie. Yeah, I've never seen I don't know it. if they'd be into the guys dressing oh, like girls thing. I haven't seen Blonde this year yet. I like Blonde. I should watch that. I also want to see All Choir on the Western Front. That's not a new movie, is it? Or Eastern Front. That new Netflix war movie. Hmm. About World War One. Hmm. Really the coolest era to do a World War One mo- or do a war movie on. World War One. Trench yeah, warfare. We're done with uh Vietnam. We're moving on to war- we're moving backward now. Yeah. Nineteen seventeen was sick. Uh Paz the Glorious Tight. Those are both very cool movies. Mm-hmm. Paths of Glory is probably a Grandpa Core movie. Yeah. Or maybe Dr. Strangelove. Maybe both. I don't know. I guess it depends how old your grandpa is. Yeah. That's something we'll have to think about Grandpa Core a little more. There's pro- there's kids now whose grandpas love the Warriors. Well, I was talking about my dad. My dad's a grandpa and his favorite movie is the Warriors. So. Oh, sh- that's where your dad is? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> this Okay. This changes everything. Yeah. This changes everything. Okay. Maybe we're talking great Grandpa Core now. Or I think the Warriors is he likes the I think the Godfather is his favorite, but he talks about the Warriors a lot. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We're about to wrap up here. Let me see if there's anything else on the docket we didn't get to talk about. Uh, no, we talked about pretty much all that stuff. We didn't talk about music really. Is there an album that came out this year that you're, you're you were done with? There's a lot of albums I meant to listen to this year. Or a lot of albums I half listened to, like the new Denzel Curry's. I still haven't finished it. Still plan on it. Plan on finishing it. Uh, the new Kendrick Lamar album I got halfway through. <sighs> Couldn't liked it. I did like it. What I heard. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't have an attention span for long albums anymore. No. The new Earl Sweatshirt album was very good. Sick. Yeah. 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 Very I can't. Good. A lot of lot of all timers on that one, like Fire in the Hole. Mm. Great song. I thought you said Alzheimer's. Yeah, a lot of all I have a, I have all timers when it comes out to <laughs> albums that came out this year. Uh the new Mama album I meant to listen to, I didn't. Oh, they had a new one. They're in polyvolume now, Stephen I think. A. That's not Stephen A, but Kobe's talking to Stephen A. Yeah, like you said Stephen A, I look over and it's Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I'm like, that's whatever you say. Um I can't really listen to a double album for an artist I casually like, like Kendrick Lamar. Is that a double album? Mm-hmm. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah, see, I don't have time to... I just don't feel like listening to it. I did like that new Charlie XCX record. I don't think everyone liked it that much. I didn't like it initially, but... um Got you kind of obsessed with that. Hmm? What? Yeah, he's good. Oh, yeah, Noodle's fine. Yeah, I don't know. David's animals are, like, laying on me right now. 
two of them anyway. Well, Ki- Kiwi isn't now, but she did have her hand on my shoulder. Um, I I like the new Animal Collective album. There's a new one. Yeah, I haven't heard an Animal Collective song since uh, Florida. That was a while ago. That was a cool song, though. Yeah, it was a cool song. Not a great album, but you got some good songs on there. Yeah, the new one is called Time Skiffs. Came out in January, I think, or February. I don't know. Mm. I kind of dug that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not a great, like, kind of a good year for movies, but not a great year for music, in my opinion. Was it... it, was it a good year for movies? There were a decent amount of movies I liked that came out. Yeah. But I feel like for me, it's always like what comes out in the fall that really mm-hmm. like puts a good cap on it. Yeah. And what came out this fall? Tar, which I actually didn't really like. Banshees of Inisherin, which I did like. Fablemans, which I did like. Um... Mm, you know, Avatar 2 Some other shit I don't know Yeah I haven't seen Avatar 2 yet I haven't seen Babylon yet Yeah I really want to see Babylon Did agree with Bryce analysis Like maybe this movie is good Despite it's embarrassing trailer Mm-hmm. Hell yeah At that part Hell yeah Yeah Who wants to see me fight a snake oh. Yeah That part sucked But <laughs> there were, I don't know I don't know I just I don't even know about Damien Chazelle anymore I like his first two movies a lot. I wish he didn't ever get a budget for his movies. I think he probably does better under, like, constraints. I feel like La La Land is too maximalist. I like it. First Man needed to be more focused or just not exist because it's kind of boring. Yeah, you like La La Land? I don't know. It's just not my thing. Kind of knew from like the first minute I wasn't going to be into it when everyone started getting out of their cars on the freeway and started dancing. Not because it was a musical, but just because uh, the vibe the vibe was off with that movie. Oh, I like Ryan Gosling more than you, so uh, maybe that's just what that is. <laughs> you think you like Ryan Gosling more than me? I think so. You don't like La La Land. <laughs> you ever see Blue Valentine? No. Well, who's the Ryan Gosling fan now? Well, have you ever seen uh, The Gray Man? No, I actually haven't. <laughs> His worst movie? You ever watch Mickey Mouse Club? Yeah, I didn't Every think so. Every episode. You've <laughs> been following his career for that long. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen... Um, that episode of Goosebumps that he's in? What episode of Goosebumps is he in? Or is it Are You Afraid of the Dark? I don't know, he's, he's in one of those. Is he Canadian? Mm, I don't think so. Have you ever seen Drive? Several times. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you're right, I would. <laughs> uh, not lately. Last time I watched it, I was kind of like, I don't know if I need to watch this again. What's my favorite? Have you ever seen Crazy Stupid Love? I haven't, actually. <laughs> I have. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> is it sick? <laughs> I like it. Do you? I think it's a good movie. Yeah, it's wow. pretty good for what it is. So, yeah, I've I've always asked, I keep asking Lily, like, hey, do you want to watch that? And she's like, no, that movie's not good. 
I tell you, she's wrong. Yeah, maybe I'll be like. I don't know. I enjoy it. I don't know. David says it's good. We're watching it. And then if it's bad, I'm never talking to you again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can get Dylan back in the show. So <laughs> oh, no, I didn't like how quickly you said okay. Um, Ryan Gosling. I don't know. I'm excited for that Barbie movie. I think it's. I never thought I'd say that. Those words are coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I don't know. I like Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie. So you think they watch some of like the CGI Barbie movies, it's like the, the CGI like Barbie, the, movies, the cartoon Barbie movies? Yeah, they CGI old. <laughs> no, they have like little straight to DVD like Barbie cartoon yeah, movies. Yeah, the three anim- D animated ones. Yeah, that's what I meant. CGI. <laughs> Actual <laughs> backgrounds. Idiot. They spend like a billion dollars on <laughs> like a straight to DVD Barbie movie, movie that comes with a a DVD that comes packaged with a Barbie doll itself. <laughs> Yeah. No, I have no idea what, what this movie is going to be like. Maybe it'll be like Showgirls. That'd be cool. That'd be funny. <laughs> it's yeah. a really dark Barbie movie. Yeah. Oh, White Noise came out last night. On yeah. Netflix. I'd probably I'd, watch that. They dropped that. I might watch it tomorrow. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to like it that I much. The clip I saw was a little uh, annoying. I haven't read the book, though. Yeah. It's a problem. I don't have high hopes for it, but if it's um, at least watchable, I'll be happy. I checked out, um, I didn't watch it yet, but Mistress America, just to brush up on some some Noah Baumbach, fill in the empty spaces, you know? Never heard of that movie. Um, It came out in like 2015 or 16. It's got Greta Gerwig in it. Hmm. Otherwise, I don't really know much about it, but I heard people like it. I was talking about Marriage Story recently. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. You can laugh all you want. I liked it too. Oh, I thought you were saying like. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. I think it's a good movie. I don't think it's like a great movie. I do. I think it's my favorite. Well, I don't know actually. Squid and the Whale is very good. I don't. I think Francis Ha is untouchable. <clears throat> I think it's touchable. I think it's a good movie. But I think it's touchable. You wouldn't dare touch Francis Ha the movie. I would touch it. I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> Francis Ha, you will get touched. <laughs> What's up from again? What? I'm gonna touch you, it. Huh? Uh, I don't know. You <laughs> will get. I, I was. You ever heard the song "Shook Ones Part Two by Mob Deep? <laughs> no. Oh, there's a line in there. Come step the wrong way, and you will get touched. That's what I'm saying to Francis Ha. <laughs> what? That's a funny line. That's not supposed to be. Oh. Never mind. There's also a line there: stab your, punch you in the face, stab your brain with your nose bone. That's a hardcore lyric. (laughs) That's a brutal image. That's a DMX style (laughs) lyric. (laughs) Uh, Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna wrap this up here. Hey everybody, this we're recording this after we finished recording because we totally forgot to do rock news. Yeah. David said that. who? Peter, Chris, and Paul Stanley of Beef? No, Marilyn Manson and Paul Stanley. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Um, You can finish chewing. It's like David's eating a, was that, pizza? Mm-hmm. That smells good. Where, where did that, where'd that come from? Pia's? Hungry Howie's. Oh, okay. It's thin crust. Um, oh, okay, okay. I guess after, this is not actually rock news. This is a rock flashback. Yeah. Um, Whenever Charles Manson died, Marilyn Manson released a cover 
in tribute of a, a Charles Manson cover in tribute, you know. Yeah. Because he's cool. Um and Paul Stanley like was like that's fucking dumb. You shouldn't do that. Mhm. And Marilyn Manson's response was, "Well, Kiss is just four gay guys in makeup." Whoa. And it's like, "Marilyn Manson, are you not just a gay guy in makeup? What you, what's your point here?" Uh-huh. Uh, it's just funny the, the idea is like, "No, no, you're no you, dude. No you. You're you're a gay dude in makeup." Yeah, getting into like a middle school style like, <clears throat> uh, "Actually, you're gay." <laughs> yeah. Between two fam- like famous like famous rock stars. They're just both bad. Uh-huh. They both ba- are bad musicians. Paul Stanley, you said? You know, he actually had a sh- uh, song at the end of Meet Me in the Bathroom, but it wasn't his version of it. Hmm. I don't remember what it's called now, but it was kind of a good song, actually. Look it up? It was No, it was from his, like, you know, when Kiss did their, like, solo records. Yeah. It was one of those. Here, I actually did find a headline that I wanted to talk about. It's more just the, I don't care who this band is or what they're doing, but it's more just the way this headline's written that, um, I don't know. I'm just going to read it. Jam Band. They don't specify the band. Jam Band takes on White Lotus theme for the win. It's from Variety. Hmm. I mean, the that theme song is, it's been kind of popular. Um, it's a good theme song. I don't know if you've heard it. No, I've not. I've not watched White Lotus. Right. I think it was kind of like a trend on TikTok though to listen to it and like to do a little fucking dance or whatever. But uh, yeah, what do you think of that for the win? Mm, I think there should be a TikTok dance craze for the song um, "Cemetery Gates" by Pantera. That's mm. what I think about that. Yeah. Good idea. All right. Well, this concludes rock news. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we forgot. We, I know. We usually get to get to you know delve into it a little deeper. I I go on an undisclosed rock news website, read headlines for about three minutes, then we move on. But cannot go on without rock news. Then our, the show would completely dissolve without rock news. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.